It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary, Alberta. Kathy Yoon is president of Phase One Design with offices in Calgary and Vancouver. It's a residential design firm specializing in custom luxury homes for acreage estates, inner city developments, and large-scale renovations. Welcome to the show, Kathy, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Hi, Mario. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so excited to be here. I love what this podcast is about, you know, the whole entrepreneurial theme and everything. So thanks again. I'm really excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kathy, where you're from and what your business is all about. Yeah, sure. Love to you. Um, so first of all, I am born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. So uh, I know I'm kind of a, a rare breed because I, I still am in Calgary frequently. My formal education was at SATE in Calgary as a textual technologist. Uh, the very beginning of my career, what I did was I was actually working in construction project management. So what that means is I was working on site every day, running trades, working directly with them, running the bit, the project, and basically just doing the uh, construction side of things. Throughout that experience, I found that there were things that would like literally drive me crazy about the uh, construction drawings that, uh, you know, were kind of just had it off to me and somebody would say, okay, Kathy and your team, go build this. So um, things that we would uh, find about those drawings sometimes were that, you know, a lot of the things that we got weren't actually buildable or uh, in some cases, the designs that weren't really structurally efficient, which ended up costing our client money and the list just kind of goes on. So throughout that experience, don't get me wrong, it was a great experience. I loved it. But what I saw was I actually saw an opportunity to make it better. Um, and I thought, you know, if I was just the one doing the drawings or doing the design, this is kind of how I do it. So after a lot of uh, contemplation, I um, ended up making the really tough decision to quit that job. And uh, I founded Phase One Design in 2006. It was a really hard decision because at the time, uh, that was what I thought was my dream job. And it was. I worked really, really hard to actually get that job. But yeah, Phase One Design was founded and uh, we were going to be better. I was uh, 26 years old back then. I had zero business background at all, but uh, I was fiercely determined to just make it happen. So um, my vision from day one was to build an amazing custom home design company. We we're going to design some amazing homes. We we're going to attract amazing clients and we we're going to build an amazing team. So, uh, you know, and I thought, well, how hard could that possibly be, right? Um, so, uh, as with all startup businesses, it, it wasn't an easy journey. There was uh, a lot of ups and downs. There was literally blood, sweat, and tears throughout those years. Uh, but as I said, I was really determined to make it work. Failure was never an option in my mind. So, I slowly built a team. We slowly built our client base, slowly grew the company. And fast forward today to today, uh, here, you know, 13 years later, uh, I'm really proud to say we've designed over 500 custom homes across Canada. And uh, we actually now have studio locations in both Vancouver and Calgary. And our design works be nominated for over 22 awards and won over 14 awards. Did you need financing to start the company? 
Uh, so to be honest, I was so young when I started my company, I didn't even know that was an option. I know that sounds really silly, but uh, it's the truth. So um, no, we actually bootstrapped the company from day one. Okay. Now, do you, um, uh, looking ahead, uh, what are your sort of vision for the company going forward and any expansion plans? Yeah, so um, we definitely have a long-term vision. I'm, I'm really, really big on strategic planning and just regularly setting both short-term and long-term goals. Uh, so um, our long-term vision really includes to continue what we're doing today and basically just building on that and just constantly improving our level of customer service, our product, and our designs. Uh, we want to grow our client base and market share. We really clearly define what that means in our strategy, but our, kind of the Coles Notes version is, again, just to continue to build in both of our Calgary and Vancouver markets. And we're really focused this year on building our internal infrastructure just to support scaling the company. It's really important to, to both me and my team that uh, as we grow, we're not losing kind of the boutique feel of what we do. Uh, the personalized uh, client service in our industry is super important. So we don't want to lose sight of this. And I'm really just not willing to compromise in that area. And uh, just continuing to build our team. Our team's really, really important to us. So just building on that. In terms of expansion plans, uh, we haven't quite made the actual formal announcement yet. But right now, we're currently in the planning phases of expanding a third location into the Toronto market. So uh, more to come on that as we progress. Cool. Tell me a little bit about the biggest benefits you see for being an entrepreneur in Calgary. Um, first of all, what's, what are some of the good points and, and maybe some of the tough challenges that you face at being here in Calgary? Yeah, for sure. So I think Calgary overall is just an amazing city to do business in. And I love Calgary. Um, hands down, I think the best thing about doing business in Calgary is the people. So there are so many other entrepreneurs in Calgary, so many smart business people and just people who, who just, you know, decided to go for it. So being able to connect with those, those people, sharing ideas with them and just really creating meaningful relationships with those people, I think is really great. Um, for any, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs out there, I just always like to give the advice of, you know, going out there and finding your tribe, um, maybe joining a mastermind. And if you can't find one, just start your own, do it yourself, right? So, uh, for example, I have a, a group of what are now like some of my really close friends where um, we have regular breakfast meetings, we meet for breakfast, share ideas, things like that. And I, I would say that really, really powerful uh, support network to have. We do some of our best work outside the actual office environment. Is there a place in Calgary where you like to go, um, maybe to recharge, get inspired, maybe just think about your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I love, 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 love our Rocky Mountains. We're so lucky to have those so close to us. So very specifically, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, Mario, but there's uh, Highway 40, the drive that's kind of, it's in between Longview and Highway 1. That is probably one of the most beautiful drives I've ever seen in my life. And it's like a really short drive of the city. And it's just a great way uh, to recharge. And I think the driving time too forces us to get off our phones and like, you know, actually do some thinking, which is actually very rare in today's world. So driving through beautiful scenic uh, that I think is, that's my way of just kind of getting away from it all. I have a, a hypothetical question for you. Uh, imagine if you were to start all over again and you just moved to Calgary, uh, but this time you don't know anybody. Uh, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you do it to start all over again as an entrepreneur? 
Hmm. So uh, that's a that's actually a really great question. I feel like I've like been here recently when we actually expanded to Vancouver. So um, what I would uh, do is I would if I were to start all over again, I would emphasize the planning stages. Like so, basically, like plan it all out before you actually jump into it. I always like to take like a long term uh, goal, set that, work backwards, and really break it down into twelve month goals. And then I always do what I call 30, 60, 90 day planning, which is basically breaking it, it down into really granular format where you can say, okay, in the next 30 days, here's exactly what I need to do. Um, and you know when you're actually ticking those things off your list that it is actually very much aligned with your long-term goal. So you're always making progress, no matter how small it is. It's just little incremental steps. What does the first hour of your day look like when you get up in the morning? Uh, do you have a specific routine or ritual that you follow to get you motivated? Yeah, absolutely. I actually love mornings. They're actually really, really precious to me. Uh, I make a point to really try not to open my email at all. Um, First hour, I really spend on just reflecting on what I'm going to be doing that day, any challenges I might uh, run into, and just how I'm going to execute everything I need to do that day. Now, do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique, but in a positive sort of way, or just wired differently? (laughs) <laughs> That's an awesome question. <gasps> Love it. Uh, so to be honest, I just think every human being in general is a little bit weird or unique, you know, like in a way, like you said. Um, but that's what makes us all interesting and awesome, right? So uh, entrepreneurs though, are just like normal people. So yes, we are also weird and unique in our own ways. Um, but I do definitely think that if you were to put a whole bunch of entrepreneurs into one room, you would find uh, a common thread. And so first of all, I think like they just all have a vision and they go for it. Uh, Then when they start doing it, they just really persist, even if they fail over and over again, you know, they just, um, in the face of failure, they, they might fall down, but they just get up and they just keep doing that until um, it gets done. And uh, sometimes that can be really hard to do. Uh, Failure really makes, I think, entrepreneurs stronger. And that's how I think entrepreneurs view failure. Um, they realize that failures are just as important as their successes. Um, and they use what they've learned from their failures, um, adjust course, and then and they just keep going. Um, and then I think another really uh, good and uh, important trait of a successful entrepreneur is that they're not afraid of hard work. You know, um, I think there's zero substitute for hard work. Entrepreneurs, they execute, they get things done. Um, usually it's at the expense of saying no to something more fun, like, you know, for example, going on a vacation or sleeping in on the weekends or going out for dinner with your friends and family. Um, But that's okay. And entrepreneurs are okay with this. Uh, Most of them don't even think twice when they make those decisions. Um, But it's really this persistence and hard work that ultimately pays off and really makes them successful in the long run. Are there any books you're reading right now? And are there any books you can recommend to, uh, to aspiring entrepreneurs? Yes, absolutely. I love reading. Um, it's amazing how much knowledge you can actually gain from reading. Uh, and I, I would attribute reading to, you know, most of the business knowledge I have today or a good chunk of it. So right now, uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually reading a few books at a time or listening to a few books at a time. So right now, I'm really into uh, Clockwork. Uh, Clockwork is by Mike. I can never say his last name. Mikkel. I'm not even going to try. Mike M. We're going to call him. It's about uh, creating systems and processes for your business. And uh, I'm always looking to make sure that we're, our business is getting better and evolving. Um, and I'm reading this book 
because it talks about how to do that and using it as a tool to help scale your business. The second book I'm reading right now is called Culture Trumps Everything. So uh, my team means a lot to me. I really, really, truly believe that a company's success is really tied to the strength uh, of their team. So that's why I've always focused on, you know, kind of building a really, really great culture. And I'm currently reading this book because I just want to even get better at creating that culture and becoming a good leader for my team uh, every day. Could not think uh, there's a lot of people who know this last book. Built to Last, I kind of do a rotation of Jim Collins' Built to Last and uh, Good to Great every few years and just as a refresher. Two of my faves that I would uh, recommend for any entrepreneur out there that I think they should read is Traction by Gina Wickman. I read this book cover to cover multiple times. It outlines what they call um, an entrepreneurial operating system. And essentially, it's a roadmap for just creating infrastructure for your company and it really helps you to define and achieve your goals. Uh, and then Profit First by, uh, again, it's by Mike M. We'll call him because I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> so a lot of entrepreneurs, I think they jump into a business, which is great, but a lot of entrepreneurs uh, don't have a financial background. So the concept of how to run your financials is very tough, um, especially when you're just starting out. So this book recognizes that and um, it just gives a really simple, but really powerful way to manage your cash flow and solve the cash flow issue that most businesses have. Um, this is one book that uh, I wish I discovered this book sooner in my career, but uh, it's a highly recommended read for any entrepreneur and even seasoned business owners. Are there any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, there's three things that I could not live without uh, and are always with me. My phone, my laptop, and a notebook. <laughs> I think my phone and laptop are pretty straightforward and they're obvious. That these are the workhorses that support my day. And I always carry a notebook with me. Um, and yes, like a super old school paper notebook. Um, I love how with a notebook, you can just kind of jot down ideas quickly, keep organized. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love technology, but um, this is one area where I am old school. There's just something about when you physically write something down in um, with a pen and paper, your brain just kind of serves it differently. And I think it's really powerful to uh, just organizing yourself. How do you balance your work with your personal life? Um, and how do you relax and not think about work? And are there any activities in Calgary that you love to do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I actually think that your downtime is just as important as your uptime. So when you're re- recharged, you can just execute better and faster and just like at a higher level. And you're just a better person for, you know, everybody around you. So it's really important to take care of yourself. So I actually emphasize this a lot. So um, I, I actually balance my work uh, life balance by what I call sprints. So what it is, is like I'll, I'll go for, you know, weeks at a time where, you know, I'm not really taking breaks and I can, I can do that because every few weeks what I do is I literally just take two days. I turn everything off. My phone, my email, I usually do this over a weekend so no, nobody really notices I'm not missed that much. Um, and I book these days off in advance in my calendar and it's just me time. I literally just do whatever I want. So whether it's like, you know, sleeping on the weekends or making breakfast together or with my husband, visiting a friend, um, whatever it is that I want. Um, and uh, at first it's really hard to do. It takes a lot of discipline not to check your emails on the weekend. But after you do it a few times, it's amazing. It literally changes your life and it's such a simple thing. Um, and after this two-day recharge, I'm like good to go 
for another few weeks and operating at maximum capacity. Okay, you've got um, me convinced I'm going to do that in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you should. Let me know how it goes. I'm excited to hear your results. Hey, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Oh, my goodness. Um, that is a great question. I actually never really thought about that too much. Um, I love your questions, Mary. You have really good questions. So I really love the design work and what I do now. Um, but if I was in this industry, I would still want to do something that utilizes my business skill sets. Perhaps like working with a startup company to help them get off the ground. Uh, it would be a new adventure, you know, uh, exciting. When were I... Think I would bring a really strong skill set to the table. Um, I've accumulated uh, a ton of business knowledge over the years. Uh, I've been through that startup phase almost twice. You know, I'm kind of counting Vancouver as like round two of that. <laughs> um, and then I would just love the challenge of doing something completely different and new. Okay, is there a job that you would not like to do at all? Um, yeah, I think I would go absolutely crazy if I had to do the same thing over and over again repetitively day in and day out and like where you know my my career growth was capped that would just drive me bananas if i'm not growing i just get really really bored <laughs> in business is there a favorite word quote phrase sentence that you like to use there is everything happens for a reason so business can like literally be a roller coaster and as well know it can have its ups and downs um, and sometimes when things get really bad, it's, it's really hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel. But when you look back, you say to yourself and you say, oh man, like if that never happened to me, I literally would not be where I'm at today. Um, and I wouldn't know what I know today. So usually the worst experience gives you the most valuable knowledge. So uh, everything happens for a reason I really think is true. On the flip side, is there a least favorite word or sentence you don't like to hear? Yes. Um, those words, I don't even like saying them, but it's, it cannot be done. I believe there's always a way. There always, always is a way. Uh, you just need to be creative and think outside the box, uh, come up with a solution, and there's normally always a way to get anything done or achieve a goal. So speaking of words, is there one or two words uh, that you can use to describe yourself? What would they be and why? So... I think the word that comes to mind is determined. Uh, I'm very goal-oriented. Once I set my mind onto something, I just want to go for it, sometimes like to a fault. <laughs> um, I just keep trying at it until it actually happens. Uh, and then uh, maybe the second word would be stubborn. <laughs> sometimes I can be really stubborn too. I don't like to hear no for an answer. I always think there's a way. Is there anything that uh, keeps you up at night? So, yeah, like, so for the longest time, I used to get really stressed out every time there was an issue with a business. And like, I would literally stay up to all hours of the night to try to fix it. And then the next day I'd show up at the office on, you know, two or three hours of sleep and like a ton of coffee and caffeine. Um, but now what I realize is when you do that, you're just trying to get through the day because you're so sleep deprived. I wasn't functioning at my best. So, you know, I was making mistakes. Uh, I wasn't 100% for my team and I was making bad decisions. Um, so all of this just would cause more issues and then you would lose more sleep and then it just becomes a vicious cycle. So now what I actually do is I'm actually really disciplined in making sure I get enough sleep most of the time anyways. Um, and so here's what I do now. So if there's days where I have an outstanding issue that I'm dealing with like, and it's stressing me out, I write it in my notebook and then I block time in my calendar the next day uh, to deal with it. 
And then that way I know I can like get a good night's sleep. And then I know I'm going to wake up and deal with it in the morning. I'm not going to forget. And then I can stress less about it. It doesn't keep me up. And then I get a really good night's nice sleep. What's um, on your inspired life list or bucket list? Ooh, bucket list. I love bucket lists. Um, okay, so I have lots, but I'm just going to share top three. So um, I retire my parents. I love my parents to death. They've uh, really helped me get where I am today and just, just through support. Um, I want to get my pilot's license because <laughs> I just think that would be really cool. I love flying. Um, and, and I, I want to kind of go do an adventure. I want to go travel to like a third world country and like go build a house um, for other people. Just, you know, have that experience in, in terms of like how other people live. Do you have any advice that you may have received over the years uh, from people that you can pass on to entrepreneurs? Oh, geez. Yeah, you know, um, so many, but uh, I'll, I'll kind of narrow it down to uh, the top three. So the first one would be just be a sponge for knowledge. Uh, read as many books as you can, learn as much as you can. That'd be number one. Um, the second one is uh, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Uh, you know, I, I used to always say I want to be the, the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> so uh, because you, that's how you learn and grow just through, um, you know, connecting with other people. And this includes hiring people smarter than you. I will never hire somebody onto my team that isn't uh, smarter than me in at least one, if not more areas. And uh, time is your most valuable possession. So learn how to use it wisely and protect it fiercely. I know people talk about time management all the time, but like um, really, really like that's the one thing in life that we can never replace or get more of. So just learn how to use it wisely, like I said. Okay, a different question for you here. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth with no internet. We're going to drop you off there and you won't have a computer or smartphone, tablet, any kind of a device. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat and we'll come pick you up right away. <laughs> How long would you last before you made that call and what would you do while you were there? Oh my goodness. Oh, I love that scenario. So Mario, are you saying that uh, you're sending me to this island? Like when? When when, <laughs> when do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the, the very practical side of me says I should probably at first just go food, water, and shelter, and if only just to be able to stay there for a longer period of time. Uh, so definitely, I'd probably go do that first. Um, but then this sounds like such a fun adventure. This sounds awesome. I would probably go explore the island, um, have some beach time, and like really just enjoy my time without any electronic devices. I'd probably think about work and business at some point. Um, but yeah, I love you. I love alone time because it gives you lots of time to think and reflect, come up with new ideas. Uh, but the flip side, I'm actually a social person. Like I, I, I crave being around other humans and I love that social interaction. So I think I would eventually get lonely and bored and I would go find that phone booth. Hopefully I'd be able to find it after <laughs> island trekking and I'd want to be around people again. So uh, how long would I last? Uh, I don't know, one, maybe two weeks-ish. Okay. Kathy, how can our listeners get a hold of you? And is there anything you would like to add before you leave us today? Yeah, well, I guess for first, I just want to say thank you so much, Mario. It's been awesome being uh, on this podcast. Uh, I just kind of want to close off with saying that if you are an entrepreneur out there or a business owner or an aspiring entrepreneur, the biggest thing is persistence. Like, don't give up on your dreams. Follow your dreams. Anything is possible. It really, really just takes determination and hard work. 
Um, viewers can find me, or sorry, listeners can uh, get in touch with me uh, through my email. It's Kathy with a K at phasedesign.com. That's phase, the numeral one, design.com. Or our website is www.phase1design.com. Thanks, Kathy, for being our guest on Calgary's podcast. I've learned a great deal about you and your business, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks, Mario. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.